All right, cut the shitty music. All right, all right, hold on. Welcome to the Post-College Podcast, a.k.a. the PCP. We are your hosts, Michael and Ben. You can find more episodes of the PCP on your favorite streaming app like Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Hello and welcome to episode seven. I'm Michael. And I'm Ben. And today we have a great conversation with Nicole, a registered nurse up in the Seattle area. She started a Facebook group, which she used to find support from other nurses in the area, actually turned into her staffing business, which she now runs on the side in conjunction with being a full-time nurse. So we learned a lot about work-life balance, work-work balance, and actually just getting started on something as simple as a Facebook group. Let's get into the conversation. All right, Nicole. So for our listeners who don't know you, well, actually, none of us know you. I've met you a couple of <laughs> times. <laughs> could, you, could you give us a background on kind of where you grew up, where you went to school, essentially catch us up to speed with as much or as little detail as you want. And then we'll kind of mm-hmm. dive into the past couple of years. You're living in Seattle right now, correct? That is true. Got it. All right. So, so where did it start? So it all started not too far from Seattle. So I'm from Tacoma originally. Went to school all in that area. Nothing too, too exciting really. But I came up to Seattle Gosh, I think it's been like six years now. And that was when I went to Seattle University. And that's when I started to study nursing. Mm -hmm. And so, again, I don't know how much detail you want. I could tell you my whole life story. Um, So so (laughs) what got you into nursing of everything else? I mean, I remember going into university and having not the slightest idea of what to study. It's just like, all right, I'll do business admin. I'll figure it out. Like, Can you walk us through how you got to nursing to to begin with? Yeah, yeah. I think even with that, I'm a very unconventional nurse story where I feel like a lot of nurses you meet, they have this like passion for nursing and Mm -hmm. they'll tell you about how it started when they were really young Mm -hmm. or like they had these really like meaningful experiences with someone in their family being affected by sickness and then being inspired by the nurses who helped care for them to go into nursing. And I love those stories, but unfortunately, mine is not one of those. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So mine, I actually wanted to originally be a writer. Wow, that's that's very different. Yeah. Yeah, so different. And I think it's just through a lot of very, like interesting life changes too. where in high school, my parents were really encouraging me to look into healthcare and is very stable. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I wasn't quite sure if the whole writing thing was the most stable, you know, having an English degree. Yeah. <laughs> so my parents were right about that. I'll give them that. But at the same time, like I've always had a passion to help others. And I'm definitely like a people person. So healthcare and teaching were totally like natural, natural fits mm-hmm. and in a weird way, or not weird way, but with healthcare, I actually do get to incorporate quite a bit of like patient education. Mm-hmm. Cool. So with nursing, like it feels like a very good fit and combination of some of those passions of mine. Um, but I will also say like, yeah, it was definitely a struggle through nursing school where it wasn't even clear during the four years I studied, mm-hmm. like, okay, am I meant to be a nurse? Is this this perfect romanticized like dream job of mine or is, do I have other passions? Yeah. Right. So I think that was something like I struggled with for a long time too. How close did you get to dropping out of nursing school? Oh my gosh. Every other day. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Okay. Was there ever a moment where you were actually just 
you're just going to do it? Like you're, you're thinking of other things to study. (laughs) You know, I think like I always had in the back of my head when I first started at Seattle U, Uh as I mentioned, I was interested in both nursing and teaching. Mm -hmm. And so I went to go shadow for a day up at Seattle U with the teaching program. And I had already been accepted into the nursing program there. Mm -hmm. And I told the dean of students for the the teaching school my predicament here. And she said, well, with the nursing program, it is a little more competitive to get into. So why don't you stay there? And then if you decide you don't like it, you can drop out. You can always do teaching instead. I was like, okay, I'll just start with that. Yeah. And then I always just say I never dropped out. So so I became a nurse. That's amazing. <laughs> well, we need you now more than ever. <laughs> Nicole, I was wanting to ask you about kind of the side gig that you, or I know you started like a group, right, of nurses, mm-hmm. basically. Yeah. Can you talk about that? Can you describe what it is? It's basically like a staffing agency for nurses, right? So it's kind of actually like almost two separate yet interconnected kind of like side side gigs I have going on. So okay. with the Facebook group, Mm-hmm. That one I started actually like right as I began my nursing career. So when I first finished up with my residency program, so that's where they train nurses to feel more confident once they are like on their own. Mm-hmm. And now like I'm actually taking care of patients by myself. So with that, I felt very overwhelmed with that new amount of responsibility. And it really was just a, a very emotional part too of like, wow, I'm in charge of taking care of people's lives and I just want to find more support with other healthcare workers who can kind of identify with this unique situation. Mm-hmm. And so I looked online, like most millennials, to <laughs> go find the answers for life. Yeah, Google's your friend. All right. <laughs> Unfortunately, Google and Facebook let me down for that search. There was like nothing out there really for connecting with like other local nurses. And so I actually, my boyfriend's brother made a Facebook group and it had, it was for like real estate investors in Washington. Mm -hmm. And I was talking to him about like my wanting to find community with other nurses. And he was like, oh, you should just make a Facebook group. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I ended up doing. And that's just evolved now into over like 1200 members in the group. And that's all wow. in the Washington area or like Seattle area nurses? Yeah. So it's like mainly nurses who are in Seattle, interested in coming to Seattle. We have some nursing students. We also have nurse practitioners, registered nurse anesthetists. So kind of a, a wide variety there. Wow. Wow. And do you share like the gut-wrenching stories and stuff? Or is it now more of <laughs> like a business-oriented group, you know, when hospitals are looking for more nurses and things of that nature? So I think it's a combination of both. So my main goal with this group, the Facebook community, is to always keep it centered on community because that to me is important. And I want to make sure that nurses know like I'm here for them. Like I care about supporting them regardless of business and everything. I just want them to feel like they have a friend. And then on a separate note too, there is also syringe staffing. So the acronym for the group is Seattle Registered Nurse Group. Oh, it all makes sense now. Wow. <laughs> yeah, so it's SRNG, which I named the acronyms like syringe. Wow, right, right. <laughs> wow, aptly named. Nice That's done. great. Yeah. <laughs> so I have syringe staffing now that kind of evolved through the group. So after it was all created and I had these nurses coming to me, mm-hmm. 
asking about different job opportunities in the area. And a lot of them just knew my name and my face because it was on the Mm -hmm. front of the group, like Mm -hmm. literally in the cover photo. (laughs) And so they started to ask me some of these questions. And that's when I realized like, wow, like I actually know a lot of nurses now through this group. And so my boyfriend was also the one who brought up like, you know, have you thought about a staffing company? And at the time, I had no idea what a staffing company was. Mm -hmm. I was like, no, I'm not (laughs) interested. And he brought up the idea a couple more times. And I still just kept like rejecting him. And then I eventually like just looked into it and decided, okay, like, let's see what this whole staffing business is. Yeah. And so like the reason I love the staffing model is because I get to still help nurses, like all the services I offer for nurses with finding them jobs, editing resumes, helping them with interview prep, like Mm -hmm. that, I'm able to provide free at charge Mm -hmm. through the staffing model. So clients compensate us and we find them like good fits for the job. Yeah. And so for that reason too, I just love that I can continue to provide all the support for nurses, but also like while being able to be compensated myself for my time and energy as well. Yeah, that's great. So I wanted to ask you, you know, it sounds like that's a, that's a big thing to help people get through their resumes and prep and connect them with the right people. How is your time split between being a nurse, running staffing agency, responding to people in the Facebook group? And then also, I'm, I take it you still have a social life of sorts? <laughs> Questionable. <laughs> I, I really wish I had a better answer than the one I'm about to give you. But a lot of times, my life is definitely not balanced. Mm-hmm. And I think it's been an interesting like change in the way I thought about wanting my life to be balanced just in these past few years. Yeah. Because in nursing school, they're always preaching about self-care and how important that is, work-life balance, all those wonderful things, mm-hmm. which I think are great. But I also have heard from a lot of successful people that I admire that sometimes balance just really doesn't exist yeah. and that's okay. And so I think with that, why I really like that is because I think it's important to be able to prioritize different parts of your life at different times. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't always lead to balance. But right now, my my life is very much prioritized on my career and growing the Facebook community mm-hmm. and growing the staffing business. Mm-hmm. And really, those are the main things I'm focused on other than spending time with family and taking care of my health. And, you know, I've had to cut out Netflix <sighs> significantly. So wow. that's been tough. Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> I can back and wait. It. What what are the new shows like Ozarks can wait for you. It'll it'll be there later. <laughs> yeah. Well, oh my gosh. I keep hearing about that show too. It's, uh, it is I've fantastic. Heard so many good things. Jason Bateman is very good. <laughs> Don't worry. We're gonna take a quick break from talking to Nicole to tell you about the sponsor of today's episode. And that is us. Yeah. Thepostcollegepodcast.com is the easiest way to find more episodes from season one of the Post College Podcast, where we discuss things like moving back in with your parents and starting a side hustle, like in this episode with Nicole. Make sure to find episodes on Apple Podcasts and Spotify by searching for the Post College Podcast, or you can just type in postcollegepodcast.com in the Safari or Chrome app to be taken directly to new episodes. Thanks so much for listening. Now let's get back to the episode. 
so it's interesting because we're in the middle of a pandemic. So to be a nurse, you're extremely important. In terms of your career, has the pandemic been, not to like say it's a good thing, but has it been beneficial to you? Have you been extremely busy? Have you been dealing with a lot of the hardships that we hear down here in California? We're kind of blind to the whole thing because a lot of people don't have it. So I don't know anyone really that's had it. I haven't really mm -hmm. come in, into contact with COVID-19. I think it's definitely been an interesting experience up here as a nurse. Mm -hmm. But I think also like in all transparency, I think me personally and my job as a nurse, I have been in a really good situation because my clinic is mainly like composed of a lot of elective procedures. Like I work in dermatology. Okay. So I'm fortunate that a lot of our patients who we've had to reschedule appointments for, like they haven't been significantly affected per se. Mm -hmm. right. And my clinic's done a really great job of like accommodating our staff and trying to keep us protected as well. Yeah. And I know that hasn't been a common experience in, for nurses working in the hospital. And I definitely hear about that through the Facebook community as well. Yeah. And then like even it's interesting though too, like on the side of more the staffing business and how that's been affected by COVID, mm -hmm. that's been like just full of so many ups and downs too, where you might think like, oh, there's this huge need for nurses now and there's already kind of a nursing shortage going on. Mm -hmm. Right. But I've also noticed so many nurses getting contracts canceled as like patient numbers aren't soaring as much as hospital administrators were thinking. Wow. Yeah, it's so Is, is so that because crazy. the patient numbers of like non-COVID things are going down? Like I know a lot of people aren't going to emergency rooms now, at least in like the mm -hmm. Bay Area, where people are like, I don't know, breaking a finger and just like no longer going to the ER. <laughs> you know, they're like literally like, I'm just yeah. going to ice this and wrap it with an ace wrap for a few days. And then if it gets really <laughs> bad, like I'll, I'll go if I have to. I totally think that's definitely one of the causative agents too. With, yeah, People just aren't coming to the hospital as much because they're trying to figure out like, how can I avoid being around people who potentially have COVID? Yeah. And then you just see so many of these like elective surgeries in the hospital that were all mm -hmm. canceled or postponed. And I mean, that's a huge part of a lot of the nurses yeah. who work at the hospital. And so for even these nurses, they're figuring out like, okay, how do I still like go to my job and how do I meet my hours requirements when my whole unit's closed down yeah. for like months? Wow, that's something so I never thought about. So this is affecting, I mean, I know the elective surgeries are getting moved and postponed, but this is affecting all the way from possibly like cafeteria workers and like gift shop workers at hospitals to the nurses, to the doctors and surgeons, right? Mm -hmm. And like the entire hospital ecosystem has shifted. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah, it's it's been unprecedented. And even now, like I, I still don't really know what all of this will look like with hospitals. I just get updates from a lot of members in the Facebook community mm -hmm. and they share like what kinds of emails they're getting. And so it's just, I try my best to keep up to date so I know how to support nurses mm -hmm. during this time. But yeah, a lot of changes are happening and we just are trying to weather the storm right now. Before this, when you could go out and about and meet new people and network, when, mm -hmm. when someone would come up to you and start a conversation and ask, oh, what do you do for work? What was your response? What, what do you identify as first? I without hesitation, would say I'm a nurse, mm -hmm. which I think has a lot to do with the fact that 
I was trained as a nurse. And so I literally have in my title, like registered nurse. Mm -hmm. And then I also make the majority of my income through my full-time nursing position. But at the same time, like I'm really not, (laughs) I, I hate saying that too, and not being able to share more about my businesses as well and kind of my more entrepreneurial side. And I think some of that for why I don't always share about that part too, is I've also incurred like a lot of judgment from others when I bring up some of my businesses Mm -hmm. or other projects that I'm working on. And so sometimes- Why Why are you critical? (laughs) Is it because like nursing is meant to be kind of like- like you said, it's more humanitarian. You're taking care of people and what people associate business with not necessarily, you know, the, a humanitarian aspect or I don't know. That's a, a good thought too. Or like, I remember when I always told people I was going into nursing school, I'd always be met with the response, like, how noble of you. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, what does that even mean? Right. You're like, I'm trying, to, <laughs> I'm trying to establish a career here. I want to put food on the table. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> But I think also like more for the business side too, just some of the the negative feedback I get is that people just don't always understand my vision, mm-hmm. I guess. So mm-hmm. I'm someone who like my my number one role model in life is Sarah Blakely. Like I literally have her picture of her on the cover of Forbes magazine nice. with the billionaires issue, like on my wall. And I just think like, I want to be just like her yeah. when I grow up. Well, I guess I'm grown up now, <laughs> so I don't know. We're Hopefully it's not up. too late. No, we're always grown up, yes. <laughs> but I think sometimes it's really hard, and it puts you in a very vulnerable place to be able to like communicate with others your dreams and your goals that you have for yourself. Mm-hmm. And like my business dreams, I think, are so much bigger than like where I'm currently at. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I just, I don't think people always get it, and I think... They just, they kind of, I get a lot of blank looks sometimes too. So it's just sometimes easier for me not to share what's going on and just kind of work away at it all quietly. Yeah. I want to ask a question that's probably something you haven't thought about, but happens to me a lot because I have my hand in so many different plates. Does the feedback on your business weigh differently on you, like psychologically, than let's say something at work as a nurse? You know, like if something goes wrong, on the nursing side or is stressful, is that more of like, okay, it came and went. And then if it's directly at your business, you linger on it longer. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm thinking as well too, of like certain moments I've had in nursing that have been probably like some of the hardest times of my life where I've gotten bad feedback or negative feedback from patients. And I mean, a lot of those times too, were actually really challenging. Like I'm, I don't like to think of myself as someone who is anxious or mm-hmm. easily overwhelmed, but I actually had like full-on panic attacks when I was a nurse at my first position. Wow. I was working night shift in the hospital when I had patients telling me that the best care that I was trying to provide for them wasn't enough. Wow. And they were just yelling at me and screaming. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's 4 a.m. in the morning and it happened twice. And I just remember like that was probably some of the lowest points of my entire life. Yeah, that- that must be ch- tremendously challenging to be put giving it your all and it's still not good enough in someone else's eyes. Uh, mm-hmm. And then have you had similar stress from the business? Like when you're talking to someone maybe who doesn't understand it and that makes it challenging or they give you some sort of feedback or I mean, possibly even say like, mm-hmm. oh, there's aren't there already so many of those or like what makes yours different or whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. I think even with part of what I've experienced through nursing, 
and some of those low points and taking things so personally. I think that's actually helped me in a way for receiving negative feedback about my business Mm -hmm. to really be able to separate that too. And I think, especially with my business, I've cold called people and like that in itself is like a terrifying Mm -hmm. heart heart rush too, adrenaline rush. Mm -hmm. But just, I think a lot of it's also like working on my mindset for my business specifically of really focusing on being in control of my emotions and really having to train myself to not be afraid of no's, to not be afraid of people telling me that they don't agree with my vision. Mm -hmm. And I think perhaps it's also because with business, I also knew that working on my mindset was just so important to do well in business, Mm -hmm. even though maybe they don't seem related. I just found that like the stronger my mind became and the more attached to my why I became, I was able to just do whatever it took to get into business or to do well in my business. And I think for that reason, strangely enough, like I'm, I'm more okay with people telling me that they don't agree with my business stuff because I'll just keep doing it yeah. and I won't stop. So you've taken the, it's nothing personal. It's just business line kind of as you're like your mantra now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when do you see in your head, like, I don't know, I don't really have a 30, 60, 90 day plan or like a see myself at X, Y, and Z in two to five years. But do you see a plan for yourself and when you might change the answer to the question of what do you do for a living? Like, do you think you'll mm-hmm. always start with nurse or do you see it in your head that like I'm Nicole and I run a staffing agency? I I already know to 100% what I see in my head and everything. And in all fairness, I don't know how much I can say about my plans because I'm, <laughs> I don't want to concern my current employer too okay, much. Okay, that's understandable. Yeah, that's fine. But overall, like I, I definitely am someone who focuses on that big picture and literally having to visualize like certain moments of what I'm working toward and having a very set timeline Mm -hmm. of when I plan to achieve it just because I think that also helps make it more real to me so I know the work I'm putting in now to achieve a certain goal I can like really visualize it and know like by this day I will be here I'll be Mm -hmm. like let's say in Bali or something (laughs) having an online running my own online business yep right you know just having a very clear concise strategy and knowing what exactly you want so you're very deliberate in how you're trying to lay things out as you're working towards a goal, though it, it might not fall exactly to plan. Like you, you have a plan kind of laid out already of kind of what what you want to have in the future. One hundred percent. And I, I have my little vision board right by my bed that I look at morning and night. Mm-hmm. I repeat my my mantras and everything. I review my strategy. I have like all the dates written out, what I have to do for the day, and just like making sure that I'm aware of what work I need to put in to to achieve my goals. Wow. Now, let me ask you this then. When did it it become kind of real, like you are really going to go for it, like that you started to actually plan for the, I mean, when did the staffing agency and kind of everything else you're doing outside of just nursing, even though it's associated, when did it become real for you? I don't know if there really was a just one one day or one moment where it just all kind of clicked and I just became like this this whole other person who like was now taking my 
online business and the Facebook community like very seriously. (laughs) But I think it's definitely been like a slow, steady evolution of just trying to implement better habits, Mm -hmm. habits that like I, I see like my best self doing. So I just do my best to, to kind of implement each of those slowly into my daily life, Mm -hmm. just so I can keep, keep evolving and doing better. But I definitely think it started after my first nursing job where it was, it was really hard, like working that inpatient night shift job. It just, I got my, my butt handed to me Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. it was tough. And I just thought like, I, I can't do this forever. Like I literally, my, my body will just break down. Like the work was so physically demanding and yeah, I was working on a spinal unit and I remember one of the patients I was caring for, she had just gone through spinal surgery and she was older and she was actually a nurse when she was younger. And I remember as I was caring for her too, she like gave me this really ominous warning of if I stayed in nursing, I would be in that position like hospital bed yeah wow, she's wow. saying like that and that's what happened to her after all those years mm-hmm. of caring for patients so i think that was definitely one of those moments where i was like okay i gotta figure out something else yeah wow just that story kind of pulled me away from what i was thinking about before when you were saying that you repeat your mantras i was thinking about the book think and grow rich by napoleon hill i don't know if, <laughs> i don't know if you've read it but it sounds like it because that's exactly what he says oh, yeah. yeah that you have to like have everything written down and go through it all the time. Oh my gosh. You're like reading my mind. Yeah. Yeah. It's so good. I love that book. So what I wanted to ask you was, you know, this group started from an idea that you were discussing with your boyfriend. It sounds like his brother had had or has a group also. What's mm-hmm. your advice to people who, who I guess use the excuse and I'm just going to call it an excuse of, I don't have time to start something, mm-hmm. you know, cause if you were told how big of a commitment it would be back then, I don't know if you would have started it, but what would you tell someone who, you know, like has this idea, which is doable to start with, with something as simple as a Facebook group, right? Like you could have also Mm -hmm. gone the route of having a website built out and getting developers and this and that, but you don't need that because at the core, you just need people to communicate and Facebook works for that. Mm -hmm. And then you built off it. So what's your advice to people who are, who have these ideas tinkering their head, but they don't, they don't take any action yet. That is such a, a great question. Honestly, it's like a million dollar question too, because like without, I mean, ideas, they could become such beautiful things. They can really change your life, but so many people won't put in the time mm-hmm. or the energy or the action. And they, yeah, you're 100% on the money. I just hear a lot of people come up with excuses and it is really sad because you can see so much potential in certain people and they literally are their number one like enemy. They like block themselves. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that kills me to see that with other people. But to answer your question more for people who feel like they don't have the time to pursue something, you know, I get it. Like I don't have children. I don't have pets or anything mm-hmm. to worry about. Like I'm very fortunate to have that extra time in my life. But I think at the end of the day, it just boils down to like, how bad do you want it? Like everyone has 24 hours in a day. Mm -hmm. It's like you will make time for what matters to you. And I was playing this trivia game for Jackbox TV the other day. This Mm -hmm. is not a great example of using your time well, I guess. But (laughs) one of the trivia questions is like, how many 
Americans have like watched a whole Netflix season in one sitting. Oh. And I think everyone in the group guessed like 50% and the answer is like 78% or wow. something. Wow. And it's, I mean, that's mind blowing. Like people are spending 10 hours a day, 12 hours a day just watching Netflix. So like hearing, hearing the excuse, like if people don't have time, like I don't buy it. Everyone has time. Yeah. I mean, that almost makes with that stat, it almost makes it sound easy to start a business because all you have to do is like take an hour of that Netflix time. Yeah. Like (laughs) like you can watch Netflix nine hours instead of 12 and like Mm -hmm. putting in three hours a day to get a business started will will get you pretty far. Like I think on average, Michael and I spend, you know, we work on this podcast a few days a week, but usually like one to two hours at a time. And here we Mm -hmm. are doing our second to last episode of season one. So it's, wow. it's totally doable with, you know, full-time any job, it seems like, and, you know, even in nursing and even during this pandemic. So mm-hmm. I think that's yeah. great. I can't really think of anything else to ask you. I mean, it sounds like <laughs> it, it, it didn't fall into your lap, but I don't, it doesn't seem like, I don't know, three years ago or in high school, like if someone told you you'd be running a staffing agency, I don't know how much you would have believed it. <laughs> One hundred percent not. Yeah, I actually really hated business in <laughs> high school. Ironically, and I think that's also kind of what pushed me into nursing is that, like, I was a Girl Scout growing up, and I hated selling Girl Scout mm-hmm. cookies. And so I think, like, I always had this idea that, oh, that's what having a business is. Like, that sounds awful. <laughs> like, I would mm-hmm. never do that. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, I was so wrong. And having a business is amazing. Yeah. Well, hopefully you can get to the point where you'll hire ex-Girl Scouts to do your selling. Right. <laughs> and you'll, right. Do, you'll do yeah. the parts of staffing you want from the beaches of Bali after this. Exactly. And the girls that like selling the cookies more can do all like, the selling or staffing for you. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. yeah. Million dollar business model. Right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, we'll do a follow-up <laughs> episode with you when you break your first million. Perfect. I'm looking forward to it. Well, <laughs> Nicole, we really appreciate your time. I know that you're a busy woman, so taking the 40 minutes to speak with us, we really appreciate it. Yeah, thank yeah. you, Nicole. Of course, and thanks for having me, guys. Of course, anytime. Your time. We'll talk to you later. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Hey there. Thank you for listening to the Post-College Podcast and our conversation with Nicole. If you want to email us any questions, you can email us at thepostcollegepodcast at gmail.com. And if you are looking for the newest episode of the Post-College Podcast, you can look us up on thepostcollegepodcast.com or find us on your favorite podcast app like Spotify or Apple Podcasts.